Sanat spreading. Gosvyanandi. One who is not spreading, he is cultivating Krishna consciousness for his personal benefit in a secluded place, sitting and chanting. That is also nice, but he's not Acharya. Acharya means he must spread. Gosvyanandi. Bhajananandi, Gosvyanandi. Generally, Gosvyanandi means one who wants to increase the number of devotees. He's called Gosvyanandi, Anandi. And when it was self-satisfied that, let me do my own duty, he is called Bhajananandi. My Guru Maharaj, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, was a Gosvyanandi. He wanted to increase the number of devotees. And the more you increase the number of devotees, the more you become recognized by Krishna. It is Krishna's business. Krishna personally comes as he is to spread this bhakti cult. And He's canvassing personally. Uh, Lots of Sanskrit. Parichanaya saranam vinashaya to discretam dharma samstapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge to deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants as well as to reestablish the principles of religion. I appear myself. I myself appear millennium after millennium. So the same thing is entrusted to another devotee who spreads. He's acharya. So Krishna says the acharya here it is said advaita Harinadvaitaj. Of course, Advaita Acharya is expansion of Vishnu Tattva. But any Acharya is to be considered identical with the Lord. The Lord says that Acharya Mam Bijaniyan. One should understand the Acharya. Acharya Bhakti Samsanat. Acharya means one who is spreading the pure Bhakti cult. That Acharya, Krishna says, you should consider as myself. Quote from the Srimad Bhagavatam 11th Canto, One should know the Acharya as myself and never disrespect him in any way. One should not envy him, thinking him to be an ordinary man, for he is a representative of all the demigods. You cannot consider, quote, Yes, he's Acharya, but not as good as Krishna. No, Navamanyeta, don't deride in that way. Then there will be fall down. And the Vedas also say, only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. All the Vedic literature becomes revealed simply by these two principles. Now it's interesting, when Krishna was personally present, very few recognized that he was the Supreme Personality God and only a handful of people. Now, you wonder, like, well, how, how could that be? Because Krishna describes in the Bhagavad Gita, Naham Prakasa Sarvesya Yogamaya Samamita, I'm never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. So, in the same way that Krishna is covered by his internal potency to the foolish and unintelligent, so an acharya is also not recognized necessarily. And so it's not surprising because even when the Lord was personally present, not everyone recognized. So it's not 
that's shocking that that we have difficulty appreciating great Vaishnavas, you know, because of our our material consciousness. And so here in the Bhagavatam, it's being there's this sort of stern warning: don't think an acharya is an ordinary personality. And uh, but, but even Krishna himself, so many people thought, well, maybe maybe he's a little special. He's a little, you know, he did a few significant things, but you know, just like in the the Rajasuya sacrifice when they, you know, what do they call that first puja? Is the Agra puja or something? The first to begin the sacrifice is you know the. Worship the respectable persons. They elect someone to be first worship. So, who was it? Sahadev who stood up and said, "You know, Krishna should be the first one worship." And so many people were supportive of that. But then Shishupal stood up. He's like, "Why should we worship Krishna? We don't even know who he is. Like, he's come. You know, he's born. Is he a Vaishya? Or is he a Kshatriya? We don't even know his caste." You know, and you know, so right there, the Supreme Personality of God is right in front of your face. But because, you know, he was like envy personified. Um, and that's what this verse says. Don't consider, don't envy the Acharya thinking him an ordinary man. So if even Krishna is, you know, when, when envy, you know, envy just eclipses our ability to perceive transcendence be it the Lord himself or the Vaishnava. Um, Vaish, you know, often but sometimes say, you know, Vaishnava is not a cheap thing. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it's the most extraordinary stage of progressive life. You know, even, you know, you go from Varnashram, from these various, come to the Brahminical platform, but, but Vaishnava, it's not until one reaches the Brahmabhuta platform that you can begin actual devotional service, pure devotional service. So it, it's an extraordinary personality as a Vaishnava. And uh, anyways, I just thought that's Prabhupada's theme here. And, it, and he pretty much sticks to it the whole lecture. So, but just to give a little transcendental variety, a little more background on who Advaita Acharya is. We're going to glean some from uh, these talks given by Giri Raj Swami. And, uh, and there's a little bit from Arma Swami too, because we don't have a whole lot of time. So forgive me, I didn't have a whole lot of time today. I don't have a real systematic presentation here. This is just totally. Spontaneous. Okay. So continuing. Okay, here we go. So this is Gary Rajswami. This was, I think, back a number of years ago. We are gathered here to celebrate the Kansas Day of Sri Advaita Acharya. Now I'll also just mention we all, you know, we know these things, but it's just it's helpful. But 
there, there's a special window of opportunity on these sacred days, of the appearance days of great personalities, devotees, incarnations, that our, our devotional service, it's kind of like bonus miles, you know, like you, you can you, know, you, you get these special deals, you know, you get bonus miles if you buy something on a particular day or something, you know, so there's like bonus points that we get on these holy days and to come together and hear about that, it's very powerful. So, all glories to the Vaishnavas who are assembled here hearing about Lord Sri Vedantaya. Okay, so, we're gathered here to celebrate the appearance day of Sri Advaitacharya. Advaitacharya is an incarnation of Mahavishnu. In terms of pastimes, he appeared before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so was considered an elder by Mahaprabhu. He is actually older than Lord Chaitanya's own father. He appeared about 60 years before. Advaita Acharya, although Vishnu himself was in the mood of a Vaishnava, as a Vaishnava he felt compassion for the fallen conditioned souls who were suffering without Krishna consciousness. Although previously Navadvi had been a great center of devotion, it had deteriorated into a center of dry learning. Thus Advaita Acharya felt compassion for the fallen souls of the age so engrossed in material affairs, devoid of devotional service to Krishna. In the mood of a humble Vaishnava, although he was Vishnu himself, he felt that he was not capable of delivering the fallen souls. He believed that only Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself could preach the Yuga Dharma of Harinam Sankirtan and deliver them. Advaita Charya Prabhu was an ideal householder. He had read in the scriptures that the Lord sells himself to a devotee who offers him a tulsi leaf and a palm full of water. As a grahasta brahmana, he worshipped a shalagram shila at home. Therefore, he specifically began to worship shalagram with Ganges water and tulsi leaves with the aim of bringing about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. The Chaitanya Charitamrita describes Sri Advaita Acharya's appeal to Lord Krishna to appear again on earth. He cried with such intensity that the sound traveled throughout the entire universe and ultimately reached Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because of the loud cries of Sri Advaita Acharya, Mahaprabhu did indeed descend, appearing in Navadweep on the full moon night of Pogo, on Krishna. I just hit something. Okay. Sorry. Because uh, of the loud cries. Did, he did indeed descend because of his loud cries. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu descended in the full moon night of Palgun, February, March. Thus the Lord came at the request of Advaita Acharya, his pure devotee, to reclaim the fallen souls. What was the method by which he reclaimed, reclaimed them? The method was Harinam Sankirtan chanting of the holy names of the Lord. And so, in response to Advaita Acharya's cries, the Lord appeared in Navadweep on the full moon night of the Pongwood month during a lunar eclipse, while millions of Hindus were bathing in the Ganges, loudly chanting the holy names. Later, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself practiced Sankirtan in Navadweep, and after adopting the renounced order of life, Sanyas left Navadweep and traveled throughout India. Wherever he went, 
He chanted the holy names and induced others to chant the holy names as well. I'm going to skip a little bit of this because he gets into a whole description of Lord Chaitanya. Um, Sri Advaita Acharya is very merciful. Advaita literally means non-different. He is Advaita because he is non-different from Hari, the Supreme Lord. He is Acharya because he preaches the cult of devotion. We are actually followers of Advaita Acharya. He is the Acharya, or one of the Acharyas, in the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Actually, he was initiated by Sri Madhavendra Puri, and therefore is in the same generation of spiritual masters as Sri Ishvara Puri, the spiritual master of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Nevertheless, in one sense, we could say Sri Advaita Acharya is in the line of Lord Chaitanya because he considered himself to be the servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he is Acharya, Advaita Acharya. Not only did he induce Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to descend to deliver the fallen souls through the holy name, but he also set the example how one can be Acharya. Even as a Grahasta, he was an Acharya. Most people, especially in Kali Yuga, do marry and become householders. Therefore, the example of Sri Advaita Acharya is most important for us. In some ways, his example may be even more relevant for most people in Kali Yuga than the example of Lord Chaitanya, who renounced family life at an early age, or that of Nityananda Prabhu, who was an Avadut, was beyond all material categories. Thus, we all have been blessed by the mercy of Advaita Acharya directly and indirectly. We should take advantage of his mercy and the mercy he caused to descend from the spiritual world for us. We should serve him with great love and affection. So now I'm going to see if I can. Uh, yeah, this is from a talk. Today is the day when we honor that personality who brought the descent of Lord Chaitanya into this world, Sri Advaita Acharya. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is Mahavishnu. He is the personality who created this entire cosmic manifestation. And knowing the purpose of the cosmic manifestation to send everyone back to Godhead, that same Mahavishnu incarnated within this material world slightly over 500 years ago. So we know all the, the Vishnu, the Purusha avatars, it's Mahavishnu, Garbhadakrishaya Vishnu, Kshirodakrishaya Vishnu. Mahavishnu is sometimes described to be the super soul of the whole material cosmic stuff, Mahatattva. Then Gavadakushai Vishnu, another expansion, you know, he's the super soul of the universe, each individual universe, and then from Garbhad, you know, he's lying on the bottom of the universe on the bed of Anantashesha. And then further expansion, Shirodakushai Vishnu within the heart of every living being. So this is a way to Acharya. He's expanded in all these different ways, so um, it's you know it's way beyond our ability to conceive. But um, 
no small role in our life of Lake Chai. He was born in a little village in Bengal called Navagram. His mother's name was Navadevi, and his name and his name was Kuverapandi. When he was just a small child, he was given two names. Kamalam the translation is not accurately giving the Sanskrit uh, diacritic, so I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing these right. He was, when he was a smile child, he was given two names, Kamalana and Adwaita. It is said that immediately after his birth, the first word that came out of his mouth was Sri Krishna Chaitanya. <laughs> <laughs> In the delivery room. <laughs> <laughs> But nobody could understand this. Playing the role of an ordinary human being, when he was very young, he received the sacred thread. When he, when he was only about four years old, his parents moved to Shantipur on the banks of the Ganges. His parents both left this world. They died when he was a very young man. So after performing the Shraddha ceremony in Gaya, he decided to go um, on Tirta Yatra to visit the holy places through all of India. During his journey, he met that great spiritual master, Madhavendra Puri, and he accepted initiation from him. The Supreme Absolute Truth was playing the role of his own devotee, and to reciprocate with the love of his devotee, Madhavendra Puri, he became his disciple. Of course, also to show the world that no one can make proper spiritual advancement without becoming the humble servant of a great devotee of the Lord, a guru. He was always absorbed in hearing and chanting the glories of Lord Krishna, always absorbed, oops, always absorbed in serving the devotees of Krishna and congregationally chanting with devotees the holy names, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. He became very dear, loving friends with Srila Haridas Thakur. It's also described, in, in addition to Advaita Acharya's worshipping Vishalagram with Tulsi and Gandhi that there was also the fervent chanting of Haridas Thakur in a cave that also brought Shivitani Mahaprabhu down. So Advaita Acharya was very dear, loving friends with Sri Haridas Thakur. Advaita Acharya wanted to establish who is really a great personality. In those days in India, and even still today, there was a very degraded, corrupt, and perverted conception of caste by birth of who is qualified and who is unqualified. In those days, if an outcast sprinkled water from their pot on your head, you would be excommunicated from the Hindu society for the rest of your life. Talk about fanatical. You were never allowed to chant any mantras. You had to turn in your sacred thread. You will never you were never allowed in a temple. You were never allowed to perform any worship of the Lord. That's what that's what would happen if simply one drop of water from an outcast water pot came upon your body. 
the Malechas from other religions that came into India, they would forcibly put meat in your mouth by force, and if that happened, the Hindu society banished you forever. This is how the Hindus were converted to Islam and Christianity, because the Shudras, the untouchable, the lower caste, which is the majority, they won't allow, they weren't allowed to perform any religious activity because they were considered unclean, uncontaminated. They wouldn't, they weren't allowed in any temple. So these other religions came and said, where you can worship in our temples, so they converted. Anyways, Advaitacharya was born of the highest class of Brahmin. When he performed the Shraddha ceremony to his father, it is explained. You have to invite the best Brahmins to come, and the best of all the Brahmins you're supposed to give prasad to first. Who did he select? Srila Haridas Thakur, who was born in a Muslim family. Talk about, you know, creating controversy or waves or um, Haridas Thakur, born in an untouchable family. Haridas Thakur said, why me? I'm not even allowed to enter into any Hindu temples. I'm untouchable. Why are you giving to me? Advaita Acharya explained to him, because you are chanting the names of God and because you are a pure devotee of God. By giving you prasad, I am feeding millions and millions and millions of Brahmins. So that goes back to what I was saying about the position of a Vaishnava. It is so exalted. You know, and look at how exalted the Brahmins were considered. But a Vaishnava is miles and miles and miles above the Brahmana. And it's understood that one's a Vaishnava has the Brahminical qualifications here, like that. That verse in the Gita where Krishna says, um, all the purposes served by a small pond can at once be served by a great reservoir of water. Or Prabhupada sometimes if you, if you have a hundred, if you have a thousand dollars, all your five dollar problems are solved. So Brahmanism or you know, you know living in Sattvagun, that that's that's all inherent in the life of a Vaishnava. So that one's quality, one's devotion, are the only single thing to be considered. We're not concerned whether one is a man or a woman. We're not concerned whether one is an outcast or whatever caste. We're not concerned whether one is born in any country, any color of skin. The Jiva soul is pure part and parcel of Krishna. And any living being who is living according to the principles of Dharma and chanting the holy name is to be respected and worshipped with all regard. So in this way, Haridas Thakur and Advaita Acharya would spend their days blissfully dancing and chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We just have two minutes left. And he goes on to describe this degraded condition of society at the time, in Navadweep especially, which was was a great center of learning. And uh, Rana Salami was describing in a different lecture that the big 
uh, what do you call it, event for people was to hear the debates of the scholars. It was like, you know, now we have whatever, you know, big football, Super Bowl, this, that. But back in the day, it was these, these debates between great scholars. And Navadweep was the center of, you know, just like we have in America, just like, what do they call it? Ivy League schools, you know, like Harvard and, you know, all these like, so Navadweep was the center of learning. In, in India. So. Yeah, so he's going on again about Advaita Acharya's fervent prayers to, to bring to bring Chaitanya down. So that's about it. I mean without you know being able to piece a coherent presentation together, but at least we heard something about the glorious Sri Advaita Acharya. And uh, thank you very much for your kind attention. Uh, okay. We started it last week and it's the